welcome to the Meant for More podcast. I'm your host, Charity Majors, former fitness and nutrition expert turned lifestyle entrepreneur, soulful confidence, mindset, and business coach, speaker, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest interview or a quick thought that will help you confidently and authentically realign with your purpose and take bold, inspired, and strategic action so you can unleash your potential to make a meaningful impact. We are the rebels, the misfits, the dreamers, and the ones who see things differently. We challenge the status quo and are crazy enough to think that we can change the world because we believe that we are meant for more. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome to the Meant for More podcast. I'm your host, Charity Majors, and today's guest we have a blast with, so you're going to love her, Liz Swadek. She is the founder of Warrior Moms, which is an online community of moms, which inspires them to put themselves back on the list. She is also an in-demand worldwide speaker who hosts a top-rated podcast called Conversations with Warrior Women, um, where Liz actually inspires women to access their inner warriors and interviews women across the country who are leaping for greatness personally and professionally. Um, you're going to love her story, but after turning 49, dun, 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 like 50 was on the horizon, Liz realized that with a milestone birthday approaching, she was unhappy in almost every area of her life. She took her 49th year and worked to become the warrior she always knew she was. She now encourages other women to be the same because women aren't born warriors. We become them. She lives in the San Fernando Valley outside of LA with her husband, Brett, and her two warriors kids who have ongoing physical and health issues. And as she journeys through that, um, she is absolutely a warrior. Um, Liz and I talk about the difference of what it can mean in fixing toxic relationships in your life and how that can propel you into your purpose. We talk about the significance of getting real with yourself, like telling yourself the truth, like all the things that you stop lying to yourself about, um, getting the importance of getting really, really still and what that can mean for being meant for more, putting yourself as a priority, giving yourself permission to not get along with everyone, um, to stop making your family your fans, and whether you give yourself a hell yes or a hell no, and letting that dictate your choices. So make sure you guys tune in this episode. Um, Make sure you also give Liz some love at the end. Go find her podcast. As always, we want to make sure that we are supporting and cheering on not only our guests, um, as well as you guys. So make sure that you tune in, um, share this out with a friend that you think would love it. And as always, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the meant for more community for listening to this and for making this possible. Love you guys. Welcome again to the meant for more podcast. Welcome to the Meant for More podcast. I'm excited to be here with you guys, and you guys are going to love today's guest. Liz, thank you so, so much for being here and just for sharing your time and your story, and I know everyone's just going to love you as much as I do, so thanks for being here. 
Of course, anything for you, anything. (laughs) I love it. Um, Well, I want to kind of dive into a little bit about your backstory because obviously like they heard, our listeners heard um, how like the amazing things that you're up to, but I know they're probably intrigued about like that 49th birthday, like the where you hit that moment where you knew that you are meant for more and there's got to be more for you out there. So let's dive a little bit into kind of your backstory and how you got there. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you that 49th birthday, (laughs) there's nothing scarier than reaching 49. It's not 50, it's 49 because then you know you're a year from 50 and you see people having these milestone birthdays and you see the people doing it well and the people not doing it well, or the people who are sad about it. And I just thought, I still want to come into 50 sad or feeling like I'd left so many things like stones unturned or things that, you know, I still wanted to do. And I thought, my God, like, but the biggest, biggest problem I was having truthfully, which I now know is my biggest problem was this toxic relationship I had with my sister. So I've been carrying that thing around for 40 plus years and I love women, right? I'm a warrior woman, Charity. I love women. I want to celebrate them. And I'm a warrior mom, I'm a warrior woman, I wanna be with women and love on women and I could not make this relationship go right. And it devastated me, it hurt my heart so much to think that I couldn't fix it. And the letting go of that was like opening a door to who I really, really was because I didn't realize how much bandwidth that was taking up, how upset it was making me and how much I thought about myself. But when I let that relationship go, when I decided to love her from afar and love her without being really in touch, it changed everything. Then suddenly all these other things that I wanted to do, like I need to get in shape and I need to take my health seriously. And I want to find something that I'm really super passionate about. I was talking to Angela Nazarian, who is the head of Visionary Women, who's one of my like here. And she said, you know, women before 40, we want to do things that we're really good at. So up until 40, we really are like, what am I good at? Like, I want to do the things I'm good at and kind of sink into that. But after 40, something happens where you just, all you want is meaning. What does it mean? What's my meaningful life going to be? What am I? And sometimes that means shifting your business completely and doing something totally new. And sometimes that means doing the same thing, but doing it with meaning, right? So I realized I had just been working, but I wasn't really like, I had no meaning to my, what I was doing. I wasn't really like feeling like I had my Warrior Moms, which was sort of like my passion, but in starting that podcast, the conversations with warrior women, that's when I finally came into, ah, here's my meaning, here's my passion. Mm. And that all came from turning 49, realizing everything was wrong, every single thing that could be wrong was wrong, and really taking control of it and turning it around. Wow, I love that. Let's chat about like those milestone moments and almost like right? Like what gets us to that point where it's like, right? Because we can kind of dabble in the place of, oh, okay, like a few things, like I'm not satisfied with a few things. And then like a few more things stack up on it. And then maybe a few more things. And then all of a sudden we're like, God, everything in my life, like I can't do this anymore. Right? So what do you recognize like getting to that moment? What was the shift for you where you were finally like, enough is enough. Like I've got to make a change and what that change is going to be. I mean, I think it was the looming number, truthfully, like 50. Ah! I don't know if I would have changed it if it wasn't that I thought about, am I really going to turn 50 and do the same stuff I've been doing? 
Am I really just going to keep this hamster wheel going? I just thought I have potentially another 20, 30 years. I could do something totally new. I just was thinking of it like, oh, the second half of my life. Like I've officially reached midlife. Like, do I want to spend the second half of my life in misery? Like, no. So I really had to get real with myself. But part of that is I'm a chatty chatter, chatty Kathy. And I just thought, my God, I got to be still for a minute. So a lot of that was getting really still. I stopped working for a while because my sweet husband let me have a little break and he supported me while I just kind of figured out what was next. And just in that stillness, I had to really say, oh, wow, you are not happy. You're not happy in your job. You're not happy with yourself. You're not happy in your relationships. Like what is really the source of that? And all roads, all research is me search and all roads (laughs) led back to me. So I really had to kind of deep dive with myself, journal and be quiet and still and ask myself the hard questions and realize that here I am telling all these women, put yourself back on the list. Dude, I was so far down the list. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what number I was. I had to really commit to not just putting myself back on the list, but putting myself first. And that is super hard for me. I want to be the best mother and the best wife and the best friend and the best everything. I don't want to be not any of those things, but at the same time, I was miserable. So I had no choice. I needed to put myself at the top of the list so I could finally make big changes. I love that. And just like what you're saying, it's like, gosh, especially for us as women, like we want to be the good wife. We want to be the good mom and the good this and that. And da, da, da. And so it's like everyone else takes precedence and priority like over us and over self-care and over making sure that we are happy and what that looks like. So what were some of the things that you did to put yourself back on the list to make yourself a priority again? Well, the hardest decision, like I said, was stopping that relationship with my sister. And don't think that that is something I take lightly. And it still is an ever-changing thing. You know, we were negotiating that out all the time. That's really hard. But I also have been really good with my boundaries. And we talk about this, you laugh, you love my phrase. I don't water dead plants. I just don't do it. So I don't have friendships that don't feed me. I don't have relationships that don't feed me. So I do a hard boundary there. That was like one of my first things I did. And the second thing I did was I hired a personal trainer because God knows I'd been trying to work myself out for 40 years. That clearly did not work. So I needed a professional. I needed someone to be like, no, get down and do the sit-ups. I was not doing that for myself. I thought working out was something totally different, Charity. I thought working <laughs> out was like you put on a cute clothes and you know you get on the treadmill for a little bit and you know that. I never broke a sweat, not once. This personal trainer comes over, Charity, I almost died. I almost died in the yard. I almost died in my backyard. She had me pulling her with a rope across the yard. I almost threw up on her. I was like, I'm going to die today. So I had never worked out like that. I literally, I mean, not since high school, like being on the lacrosse team, had I sweat on this level. And I was like, oh, this is working out. You're supposed to have like sore muscles and you're supposed to sweat. Ah, ha. So that was a really like a big thing. And she cut dairy out of my diet and I am basically a mouse. I love cheese. So that was not fun. (laughs) So I had a lot of things I had to do. And then starting the podcast, by the way, hello, I'm not really that tech savvy. Like I didn't even know what a podcast was. I had to have somebody show me on my phone where it was. And here I am 49. I'm going to start this podcast. I was like, God help me. I hope (laughs) I know. In fact, there was two people, (laughs) Ernestine. Oh my God. Ernestine Johnson Morrison, please accept my apology forever. I recorded a whole episode, did not record it. 
And I called her and I was like, you know how you love that with me? You want to do it again? Just for fun. <laughs> so I really had to do a lot of hard things, but I also reminded myself, guess what? You can do hard things. You can do it. I love that. Well, it's like we get to choose our heart, right? It's like we get to either choose to be hard in the miserable and in the mundane and in the daily thing that we hate to do, or okay, I get to choose my heart. I'm going to work out and I'm going to like figure out this tech thing. And then at the end of that, like feel really, really good, right? We get to choose our heart. And I love that so much. That's a good one. I love that. I'm going to take that with me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to kind of go back to this toxic relationship theme or concept and setting boundaries. Cause I have a feeling, I know I, for me, boundaries was something that I had to really work on when it came to toxic friendships, especially with women, you know, just how I treated myself and how they treated me and vice versa. And how much, like what you've said, how much bandwidth that can take up. And then on the other side of that, when we finally do say, okay, like I'm going to love and honor my and respect myself enough set these boundaries. You might not like it. Oh, like, sorry, you might not like it, but right. This is what I have to do to be able to love myself enough. Let's chat a little bit about kind of what it looks like to have toxic relationships, friendships, whatever that could be in someone's life, how to recognize it. And then maybe how to start to set those boundaries moving forward. Yeah. Well, first I want to say, and I just discovered this about myself literally a week ago. So just letting you know how this things happen. Someone asked me a question about like, what was your view of women? Like when you were younger, they, they said something to me, like in terms of like, did you have a lot of friendships with women? And I thought, you know what? I used to actually think women tore each other down. I actually thought women were awful to each other. I think that was a, a combination of like what was in my family, but then also what I saw in the media, you know, dynasty, Melrose place, and you totally. steal each other's boyfriends and they're going to take your job. And I just really had this kind of feeling about women that like women were like that. It's like, that that's just what they were response. like. Yeah. And I thought that's kind of how they were. Yeah. And then I think my first inkling that that was totally wrong was being in a sorority in college when I was so loved and cared for by these Kappa Alpha Theta, amazing, my Theta Stop. lady. I'm a Theta. Stop, Stop it. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God, now we're so in love. Where are sisters you for sure. Oh my God. Black and gold forever. Kites, I love you. Okay, where, what school? Um, College of Idaho. Oh my God, I was at Rollins College, which by the way, my chapter, I'm really pissed off, actually got kicked out of Rollins oh. College after I left. So I can't even go back and visit and enjoy my house. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> but anyway, that was my first, and you know, my first like, true loving sisterhood and you know but then I think after college I kind of again started to believe the hype of like women are not there for each other and so I did I had a lot of these kind of toxic kind of like friendships it was weird too because sometimes you're attracted to these women like they're funny or they're fun and then then they give you a little jab just a little like they think it's funny or but it's not funny the way they're saying it it's like meant to be a joke but it's not a joke it's like a dig and you know after a while it's like, you know, the whole peck to death by ducks, right? Like mm-hmm. just pulling one feather out at a time. And before you know, you've got like a hole in your side and it's bleeding. I mean, I just started noticing these women were saying these things to me and I, or just the way I felt around them, like that I would feel like a sick feeling or like an empty feeling, or I don't know, just not yummy. You know, you know, when you meet another woman and you just like, when I met you, I like, I did step on your foot and almost kill you, but that was not intentional. But you know, when we met, I really was like, 
I like you. Like we were yeah. just like, I like you. I do. You leave a good first impression. Yes. But sometimes you meet people and you're like, Ooh, we are like weird together. Like this is not good. Yeah. And then some of those people are in your family and that's yeah. really hard. Some of those people are your mother mm-hmm. and they never have anything good to say to you or they're your sister and they're always competing with you. And that makes things even harder. And I forever been like, take the high road, you know, don't say anything, but everybody knows these people just trigger us. They just, you know, they say these things and just, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're saying something, right. You just can't help yourself. So I think the best policy in those regards, when you feel that thing and you know, you're the giver and this person's always the taker or they're always got something negative to say to you. Like you say, I'm going to start a podcast. And they're like, what do you know about podcasts? Oh my God, who's going to listen to your podcast? That's a la la la, whatever. I think you really have to keep a distance from those people. I think it really is. I don't tell those type of people, my dreams, my goals, yeah. my problems, you know, my heart. I don't share my heart with those people. I only share my heart with people that deserve to hold my heart with me. And yeah. my husband's also my biggest fan. So he's definitely noticed me in these relationships and been like, dude, don't even, that's not even worth your time. But I think as you get older, and this is the blessing of getting older, ladies, is, you know, it's really a hell yes or a hell no. Mm-hmm. You meet people or situations, oh, you want to go to this party? It's either a hell yes or a hell no. And I think that's the blessing of getting older. But I think putting up a big boundary, taking that space, and also asking yourself, what is it about this friend that I want to keep around? And if you have to keep them in your life, like they're a work person, that's fine. But you got to put that wall up in terms of not letting your heart really be in that process and just be there, but not don't share intimate information because that will just go nowhere. For sure. I love that. And that's so important, right? I think it even goes back to like giving ourselves permission to not get along with everyone like right as much as some people I know my recovering people pleaser is like like I want to get along with everyone and I want everyone to like me but it's like giving ourselves permission to like not feel the good vibes around everyone not feel the chemistry with everyone and that that's okay right and I even think about like so I have a four-year-old and even giving him permission like if he like doesn't really want to play with it like whatever kid that he meets at the playground like that's fine. And I give him permission to not do that instead of force him to say, well, okay, like, let's just like be nice to everyone about like turning him into a future people pleaser. And not that it's mean, but Hey, it's okay, buddy. Like if you don't necessarily want to play with that kid right now, that's okay. Like, why don't we just go over here and you can say, bye, I'll see you next time. Right. You can be nice to them and yes, love them. You can still be friendly. For sure. For sure. And I also love what you said, where it's like, okay, like sometimes if those people that aren't going to be like in the front row of the arena with you, like cheering you on, like if they're your family, like sometimes we also have to stop trying to make our family our fans. Right. Right. Or like expecting them to do that or to even support us in everything that we do if they're not necessarily emotionally available or capable of doing something like that. And it's not that you don't love them. It's not like want to like support them or like whatever it might mean. But it's almost like sometimes when people aren't necessarily emotionally even capable of supporting someone or not tearing them down, it's kind of like expecting if I were to expect my four-year-old to drive my car. Right. Which logically makes no sense, but emotionally, I don't know why it bothers us so much, but it really truly does. Like it bothered me for years about my mom's, how they would act. But I also said to myself, I still had this feeling inside myself that I was meant for more. Mm -hmm. I still had it. 
And even though like people would try to tear it down, like my little inside voice would be like, no, no, you know? So I'm so glad I have that because you know what? Sometimes I think we can't hear that anymore or we try to drown it out with other people's voices. So I'm grateful that I knew enough to know that what they said to me wasn't true. Yeah, I love that. Well, I feel like that's like one of the prerequisites, right? Of like knowing that you're meant for more. It's like, actually, I'm not going to necessarily believe this story that you're telling me or this thing that I've grown up with or this whatever it might be, right? Like, "Mm, yeah, there's right. Like, I trust that inner voice of truth inside that tells me that I'm meant for more, like regardless of what anyone else says, right? I love that. So speaking of meant for more, like what are, let's chat about some of your hopes and your dreams and what you want to do next or what you're up to with Warrior Women and these amazing conversations and your awesome podcast, which I love. You guys make sure that you subscribe, leave Liz some amazing reviews on her podcast. But yes, what, please, please. <laughs> what's next for you? Um, you know what's amazing about podcasting, and I know you already know. I was just podcasting with this girl from Brazil, and that just like tickles me to death. Mm-hmm. Like here she is in Brazil, and she's like a love coach, and she wrote this book, "Marry Yourself First," and she's been single for eleven years, and she says on the podcast, "I'm engaged and I'm pregnant." And huh? I said, "I am so happy for you. Like I can't even take it." And we just had this great connection, and she's in Brazil. I mean, it's just incredible to me, the women I get to talk to and, you know, what I learned from them. But I think the next thing is I want to write a book about kind of what I've learned. I mean, I'm coming up on my one year anniversary of talking to these warrior women. I'm coming up on my 50th episode of my podcast. And my God, I have learned so much from these women. So I feel like I want to put together a little book, like a really like easy one. You know, you can just turn to any page and get some wisdom and pick it up, put it down. I don't want anyone to feel like they got to read a 500 page book, you know, just something easy and simple that you can get some life lessons from, I think would be really great. And, and I'm thinking about who I want to have on the podcast. I got Miss Suzanne Summers coming on next and I'm really excited to interview her. So I'm really excited about all the women that I'm talking to. Oh, that's so good. I love it. And you are like, Liz, I just love you. We just had so much fun getting to connect not only at the mastermind, but just in other calls that we've been doing. And I just love everything that you're doing and all that you're up to. So if you guys are listening, make sure that you go and find, follow, stalk Liz. You are going to love her. She's hilarious too. She's a little closet comedian. Yes. But subscribe to her podcast. Make sure that you listen to all the epic conversations that she's having with women. And I'll I'll have to just have you back on when you do. Oh, there's my dog. You're just going to hear that in the background. That is a giant dog. (laughs) How big is this dog chair? He's like 90 pounds. I've never heard a dog bark like that. <laughs> um, you have a great Dane slash horse. Yeah, he's kind of like a horse. He's a, Is he um, like a horse? A kind No, he's a cream retriever. Let me Let see if you him. can get this. Let me just take the webcam off. <laughs> oh my God, he's like a softy. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. He's got the scariest bark though, God. He does, he does. He's got a big he's bark. He's everyone out of your house, that's for sure. No one's robbing you ever. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, there he goes again. Oh my gosh. You guys, let his voice be heard. Real life podcasting right now with a dog <laughs> in the background. Oh my <laughs> Because God. I'm at my house. <laughs> oh, I love it. And now you know I have a cream retriever and he has a big bark, so don't mess with my house. Yeah, don't mess. But- <laughs> 
I love it. So Liz, make sure that, um, will you make sure that you can let everyone know like where they can find you and follow you and all that fun stuff on social media so they can dive into your world and start to get connected with you and all the amazing things that you're doing. Yes. You can follow me on the warrior moms on Instagram. And I post a lot of kind of fun, funny things there. Also follow the podcast Instagram, which is warrior women pod. I'm also on Clubhouse. I'm doing some fun. I have a Warrior Women Club on, on uh, Clubhouse. So you can join Warrior Women Club with me, Liz Swadek. And then you can go to thewarriormoms.co and you can get a little e-blast from me. And I also actually help people launch podcasts. So if you're interested in launching a podcast, I can also help you do that. I love it. I love it. Well, Liz, thank you so much. You are always such a joy to be around. I love all of these different nuggets about fixing or like toxic relationships and getting out of them and setting boundaries, getting real with yourself. The dog that's barking that we are Theta sisters. <laughs> thank you making sure that you are a priority in your life um, and giving yourself permission um, regardless of what anyone else says. So such incredible nuggets, you guys. Make sure that if you're listening to this, that you not only follow Liz, but also tag us, do a little Insta story and tag us and make sure that you let us know what your favorite takeaway was from this episode. We want to know, we want to give you guys a shout out as well. Um, Thanks again for being here on the Meant for More podcast and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for taking this time and joining me on the podcast. I truly hope that it has inspired you, helped you unlock your purpose, and sparked the light within you to unapologetically shine even brighter. I want to personally invite you to join the tribe in my free Facebook group where you will be surrounded by like-minded people who are also on a mission to align with their purpose and create a life and business that they love. Head over to charitymajors.com slash tribe and join the group today. And if you received value from this episode, I encourage you to share it with someone that you think would love it too. And hey, if you're up for a challenge, do a Facebook Live video sharing what you learned from this episode. And one last thing, I'd be forever grateful if you headed on over to iTunes, left us an honest and positive five-star review so that we can continue to attract higher and higher level guests that will give you the best message possible. Thanks again for joining me. Now it's your time to stand up, stand out, and unapologetically shine your light and live out your purpose because you are meant for more.